Welcome to Markitecture, where you get smart fast with in-depth interviews of leading technology vendors. I'm Mike Shields, and I'm here with Field Garthwhite. He's the CEO and co-founder of Iris.tv. Hey, Field, thanks for being here. Hey, great to see you, Mike. You evolved quite a bit, it sounds like, from those days. GDPR happens, you start realizing that you have some value in the advertising conversation. Where does this lead your, your company and to, to the product that you're, you're kind of prim- primarily leaning on today? Yeah, so today, Iris TV is a video data platform that converts TV shows, movies, and clips into video-level data. So what we're doing is we're actually applying over 15 different types of data companies' data to every video asset. And this is using a new type of AI called computer vision. So this, this kind of type of tech is offered by companies including GumGum, Oracle Grapeshot, Comscore, the biggest names in brand safety and contextual. And what they do is they'll look at every single video file and they'll look at the, the images, the 30 frames per second, the audio, and any text associated with the video file, and they'll convert that into standardized data. And that allows you to use this data for everything from like planning, which we announced a new product with LiveRamp, which is really exciting, and they're building on top of the Iris ID, to targeting, which we'll talk a lot about today, to verification, measurement, attribution. And um, it's kind of, you know, like an evolution that like we're very familiar with this tech in the, in the kind of search, right, and kind of display world, right, where we all know that the way that that tech works is based off of web pages and scraping web pages and kind of you can derive contextual segments for AdWords as well as contextual placements for programmatic ad buys and display. But that technology has never been available with video because the video files that you need to actually run and use this AI on were not readily available to end consumers or buyers. Because when you stream a video, there's a protection around it called digital rights management or DRM. Every time a video is served, that protection is there so that people can't just pull down the URL, pirate it, and share it with whomever they want. Okay. So it's almost like the entire video internet has this firewall around it. Unless you can go in and get access to these video files and clean up all the data and structure it, make sure you have standardized formatting around the actual file itself, you can't run this AI analysis on it. And that's become the problem that we solve for publishers, data companies, and ad platforms that it's available to, to buyers at very large scale. Okay, so let me, is, is this a good analogy? For many years, companies like Google and even Yahoo way back, they had uh, contextual text ad products like AdSense where it was very easy for them for machines to read a bunch of web pages and say, hey, this web page is about selling, let's show a selling product ad, where video is fundamentally blocked from doing that because of the rights management thing that, that you guys have kind of cracked? Is that the right way to that's, think about it? That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're getting effectively server to server access from every publisher and broadcaster to their video content. And then we're a tool set that they use to connect their videos with this immense amount of data, which we store on the Iris ID. And so it's a unique identifier for every piece of content. All of this information is stored on every video. And then the sellers of those videos avails, right? And kind of the advertising that would be served on it can use that data for a variety of purposes, right? Whether it's direct sales, programmatic sales, verifying that their inventory is brand safe to get an advertiser to commit. There's a bunch of different use cases that benefit the sell side and the buy side. Yeah. You keep kind of referencing broadcasters and TV. I'm assuming that your customer mix has changed from the video recommendation days you were talking about when you started. Are you much further into the traditional TV space or who are you working with? Yeah, that's right. So new customers like, you know, kind of in, in 2022 that we've just begun working with uh, range from the largest publishers and broadcasters, right? So our historical customer base companies like 
News Corp and Oprah and kind of, you know, the, the traditional kind of publishers across web and mobile. Now that's evolved where we're working with AMC, with Univision, and with actual distribution platforms ranging from Plex to Samsung to Zumo to LG and Vizio. And really, that's important. Um, I think there's a kind of interesting analogy here between TV and CTV, where in traditional television, you used to have local, and then you'd have national, and then you'd have the you know NPVD, the cable company like mm-hmm. Cox or Comcast. And they all got, you know, rights into a 30-minute TV show's ads. They'd all have some of those rights, right, to kind of sell parts of the ad pod. And the same thing has now occurred in in connected TV. And where you have a a publisher, you have a technology vendor, right, that's actually doing all the kind of channel creation for fast channels or the server-side ad insertion. And then you have the distribution apps. So it's almost like kind of a new era of local, national, you know, MPVD. Only the MPVDs now is like, you know, Samsung and Roku as opposed to necessarily being like Cox and Charter. Who are your primary customers? And it sounds like you partner with media companies and they use you and you're, you're like, you're not selling ads or contacting buyers or is Iris even known to, to be part of the transaction or how, how does that look? Yeah, I mean, often we're, we're kind of just behind the scenes, right? But what we've been doing in terms of the, let's start with the buy side first, and then I'll kind of get into the kind of core customer set and how we enable the technology. So the, the buy side kind of customers that have been most focused on this to start are like the biggest brand marketers, right? Kind of companies like Microsoft or IBM, you know, Toyota or General Motors, these kind of major brands that specifically in this case, a lot of them care a lot about brand safety. So I want to share another before after. So before you had access to video level data, what was available was like app and channel level signal. So something like comedy could be, you know, PG rated content like Elf, or it could be R rated content like The Hangover or even The Aristocrats, right? You know, so you have no control over that because this tech didn't exist previously. And so now that it's available at scale, you can actually guarantee on a pre-filtering basis that you're only placing ads on brand-safe content, but also you can verify using far more granular signal that it's actually brand-safe. In that example, you mentioned like the Microsoft of the world. Are you working directly with those brands or are they partnering with a Pluto or somebody that is using your technology to make sure they're safe? They will go and activate buys today. The, the major use cases are all being done through the SSPs who are setting up private marketplace deals for those okay. buyers. And we actually get reached out to brands directly who say, hey, I want to, you know, your help setting this up. And then we'll make sure that they get deals set up where there's the most scale of the segments that they care about, right? And then in the environments that they care about. Okay. But we're working in in partnership with all of our ad platforms partners because we didn't want to go out and just be another DSP or another SSP and compete with all the companies that we work with. We felt like it was a much better position that would better benefit buyers and sellers if we were interoperable with all of the players in the market that have an enormous amount of scale today. Okay. So you service both the buy and sell side. Sometimes you're baked into the buying or selling intermediaries like an SSP or a DSP, but you're also have partnerships with media companies directly, if I got that right. Correct. And if a buyer wants to know if this data is going to be available, they can just ask their supply partners, right? If they're iris enabled or their, their ad platform partners. Thanks for listening. To hear the complete interview, subscribe at architecture.tv. 